Thank you, you guys. Uh, this is Brandy, and we're back for episode three. This one's going to be a little bit harder to talk about because of the nature of this episode. I will give a warning. Um, I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me in how I handle and deal with my own truth and that's fine I know that I'm going to have people that's going to be upset with me by some of the stuff I reveal in these episodes and I want to just say that I'm not telling anyone else's story but my own what I viewed from my own eyes what I seen what I felt what I smelled what I tasted everything is from my own perspective and you may have a different opinion and that's fine but I lived this and this is my truth after we got back with my dad from time to time he would take us to his sister-in-law's house which would be his brother's wife in his brother's house um, and my cousins lived there and I was really close with my cousins at least with you know um, if you know me you know who my cousin is um, but I call her my sister she was always there for me for as long as I can remember and has always supported me even to this day her kids have grown up with my kids we just became a unit family of our own so I try to be respectful of things that I say that I'm going to be saying about a loved one that she's related to And I don't want to make anyone upset. But honestly, also, no one had to live what I had to live through from the abuse that I suffered from this person. Um, They know who they are. I'm not going to give them any more time of my life, energy, or anything because I was in therapy for a long time and still in therapy for some of the stuff that they have done and did to me. Um, but we will move forward. After my dad got his back from my mother, she's going through the courts at this point because there's nothing much she can do. We ended up getting sent back to my uncle and aunt's. And at this time, we were living, they were living off of, uh, Marigo, which was in Preston Highway. That's where I remember a lot of the abuse happening to me. I don't think a lot of abuse happened in the beginning when we lived, when they lived on Shelby Street, because before St. Vincent du Paul, or in the middle of it, we went and lived with them for a little bit on Shelby Street. 
but it wasn't as bad. I mean, I noticed things. I was treated certain ways, but I just figured there were so many kids in the house. It was always something, you know. She had four kids of her own and then dealing with, you know, two more kids coming couldn't have been easy by no means. But still, it doesn't excuse the way that I was treated. And I want to emphasize that. Um, there, it was completely a different dynamic because I wasn't treated properly there. My brother was. He was treated very well there. I mean, it wasn't as well as you would think, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as what I was getting from her. I don't know if it's because she just didn't like me or she just didn't like my mother or I don't know what it was, but this woman, if I could have an arch enemy as a child, she would have been mine. She <laughs> would have been mine. And she still is to this day for some reason. Just loathes me. Like, cannot stand me. No matter what I do. And I have done everything to try to mend and be a nice person and forgive and forget and do all that shit. I've stopped doing that now. I've stopped trying to get her to accept me. I've stopped trying to get her to love me. Those are things she should have done back then as being an adult. She should have done those things. She did not. And so this is why she's being talked about in this one, in this episode. And I'm not singling anybody out and trying to place blame, but this was such a big part. It had to be shared. So if I upset anybody, that's not my intention. When we got there, immediately, the control and manipulation, treat, treatment towards me, the emotional abuse was enough. It would be small little things like she would give all the other kids things and I would get a small amount just to make me feel not good enough. She would do certain things for the kids, everybody but me. It's like she would single me out to try to embarrass me, belittle me, um, beat me. I mean, whatever she had to do at that point, whatever angry or whatever was pissing her off, I got the brunt of it. So it doesn't matter what it was. That's the truth. And everybody knows that that was there. They know. And it's fine about, you know, the stuff that went on. I'm, I'm learning how to get over it. But, you know, when we went there, we didn't have a place to sleep. At the first house we did, the very first time we went over there. But the second time when we went to the Marigo house, um, me and my brother slept in a laundry room on top of their dirty clothes and I know I tell this story a lot in my family setting because it's funny like it's not funny but that's how I deal with something so traumatic but like I remember being in there sleeping at night like it was a fucking normal thing my brother had a cot over to the left I slept on dirty clothes there were times when the pile of clothes would be high and there'd be times when there was no clothes on the floor and I would have to lay on the con on the floor and on the utility room. 
I don't remember a blanket. There could have been one. I don't know small details like that because I think I just had so much traumatic shit going on there. Um, nobody ever, I don't remember nobody ever being around to stop. I remember playing with my cousin. I remember her and me being really close. I remember being able to, you know, tell her everything and she would never go back and tell on me. You know, we were just mischievous little kids because I was acting out like I was being treated the way I was being treated and I couldn't take it. So, um, at this point I was just so tired of getting my ass whooped for no reason. Um, I just wanted my mom and dad. I wanted somebody. I needed somebody, but nobody was there. I don't think people understand how bad it is in a situation when I want you to picture yourself being away from your mother and father and the person who's your caretaker who's supposed to love you and at least tell you positive things and at least tell you things of great things but you're getting abused mentally you're getting abused physically it shuts you down and limits you you can't say anything because you're scared something like you're going to get your ass whooped or you're scared if you say or act a certain it was like I was so constricted but I wanted to just scream because I couldn't express myself I couldn't say hey please stop hitting me you're not supposed to be hitting me she just hit me harder you know and it wasn't just the abuse it was the mental behind it the mental abuse in itself like all the kids getting to go skating and she'd tell me because I looked at her the wrong way I couldn't go and I better get my ass back there I think I spent a majority of the time there laying down in her bed she'd make me lay on her side and look at the wall that was my punishment so, like, on my left side, I'd lay looking at the wall. She'd come in there and make me want me to apologize about something that I didn't even know what the fuck she was talking about and get whoop, spank me, bare hand to ass, just because. I don't know, because I wasn't apologizing or because I wasn't doing any. I don't know what I was doing wrong to this lady. There was nothing I could have done right. I was literally a, a defenseless fucking child. And thinking about it now, it doesn't, like, make me sad. It makes me angry. Like, it makes me mad. But I have so much respect for her kids, a couple of them. And I have so much respect for her grandkids because they're my family and I love them so much that I won't bad mouth and talk her even though she deserves that from me I won't do that she don't deserve to turn me into a bitter person like she is I think when people that are broken inside see somebody so full of light I think sometimes them kind of people want to dim that light and she did for a while dim mine but it didn't stay dim forever 
she would do certain things that would just, you don't, you're thinking, damn, that sounds so fucked up. Well, try living it. Like, around Christmas time, like, I remember one Christmas, everybody, including my brother, at least got something, and I didn't. And I remember that. And I remember she made a big deal to point out that I didn't get nothing. She was the person that was supposed to be taking care of me. I know she didn't sign up for it. And I know people are going to say, well, you know, you were somebody else's kids. They should have done it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I'm sorry. If somebody left some kids to me and I knew I couldn't take care of them, I would do everything in my power to try to either put them somewhere else or something I wouldn't just abuse them now that's all I'll say on that there's a lot more to the story but I don't want to just dwell on that part of it um, she knows what she did she will everybody knows how she is because it's a pattern that she does all the time to other kids it wasn't just me I think I would maybe been the start you know and all I can say is that the mental anguish that I went through in that home anytime that she was around it was not a good time for me she would just belittle me so much that I remember laying in there on those dirty clothes and I would think I just want her to die like I hated her so much and I'm sorry if that hurts people's feelings but I've again I was really young and I didn't know what I was thinking or saying I just thought you know I can't live like this no more. And I remember I was fed up. I think I got spanked over something. Something really stupid. So much so that I don't even remember it. And I want to let you know when I say spanked, she beat my ass. It wasn't no spanking. It She beat the shit out of me, okay? Each time. Smacked in the face. Smacked in the mouth. Smacked in the... I mean, backhand for no reason, just be sitting there. Like, I flinched a lot as a kid because I was getting my fucking ass fucked up. So, I was so tired of it. Like, I remember just wanting to die. I just remember laying there and I'd cry every night. Wanting, just praying somebody would come save me. Like, I really thought that there was somebody out there that, like, saved people. Even as that young of a child, I wanted and needed to be saved. And nobody came. And it took me a very long time to realize <clears throat> that's not the case with life. You don't get saved. You know, you save yourself. But I remember that next morning when I got up, I knew what was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to tell the school today. They had been asking me questions anyway, and I had been beating it under the bush and uh, basically just, or beating around the bush, sorry. But I basically was just like, today's the day. I'm telling. 
I just remember being so happy because I thought, you know, I'm going to tell them. They're going to just take me away. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to be in somebody else's house who's not hitting me or yelling at me or telling me I'm just worthless and ugly and all these things that she would say to me. I just wish that at that time I wanted to just get out of there and I didn't know how to do it. I thought about running away, but I didn't know where the fuck I was going to go, you know. And I get to school, and I remember it took me. My stomach was hurting so bad. And I walked up to the teacher, and I said, can I talk to you? She's like, yeah. So we stepped outside, and I said, can you please get me out of this house? She hits on me. She yells at me. She screams at me. She pinches me. She's just, I need to get out of here. I think she's going to kill me. And she was like, we'll go down to the office. Come on. And I was, I think I breathe. I just let out such a breath. I, I mean, a long breath. And I was like, finally, somebody's listening to me. You know, somebody is really listening to me. So I'm sitting there and I think that's the happiest I had been in so long. Cause I thought good. I didn't even give a shit what happened to her. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And I'm sitting there and I'm so happy and I'm kicking my feet and I'm thinking somebody's going to, I'm being, I'm going to be saved today. I'm not, I don't have to go back there. I don't have to worry about it. I'm so happy. It was so short lived because I look up and here she comes walking through the fucking door and she looked me straight in my face and she said, she got down really close to me and said, I'm going to beat your fucking ass when we get home. And I thought, how the fuck did she know? Of course, I'm a kid. I thought that she was like a psychic and can hear me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that she was like a somebody that could like hear me and didn't even know. No, the office called her and she ended up manipulating the situation saying that I made up lies about her and thank her thank you for calling she'll come pick me up so it made it look like I was a liar and she fucked me up she was not lying she beat my motherfucking ass from the time we got in her car to the time we got back to her house she beat my ass with a belt she beat my ass bad that I didn't even want to get up out of bed. And I remember laying down on my left side that day, looking at the wall like I did most days there. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. You know how, in you know, you have like something bad happen in your life and it feels like, oh God, you know, Am I going to get through this? That was my entire childhood. I didn't think I was ever going to get through it. Each day was just something fucking else. You know what I'm saying? Each day was something. I felt like the whole world was against me. I did not feel no type of love. 
I didn't feel anything. When you're abused to the extent that I was abused by multiple people sexually um, and physically and emotionally, I think at a certain point, it just doesn't phase you anymore. You know? And I want y'all to remember, I was a little girl. This is not me being grown. This is me five or six. And I had still so much left to go through. And, you know, looking back at the life I had at that moment, you know, with them. People, you know, I try to look for the bright side and everything. And I think, you know, I did go through a lot of abuse. But at least, you know... I had my cousin there and she that that made us stronger so I might have lost a lot you know being around her mother and the abuse that her mother did to me but I gained a lot more I gained a family because um, I'm not really close with a lot of family you know um, but my cousin and her husband and kids, they're, they're my family. Her kids are like, be like, I feel like they're my kids, you know? So I might've lost a lot, but I gained so much more. And I love the fact that she don't control me anymore. Or I used to, in my twenties, I used to be like, why don't you just love me? What did I do to you? She could never give me a straight answer because she never had one herself. When people are bitter and hateful inside, they will stay like that. Now, um, I'm just happy that I've gotten to a point to where I don't even care. I don't need, I don't need their acceptance anymore. I don't need them to accept me because I accept myself, all my flaws and everything. But I know one thing when I lay my head down at nighttime and I go to bed that I have one of the purest fucking hearts out there and nobody can take that away from me. Even through all the pain and suffering that I went through, even through all the abuse and everything, nobody that I've ever met can have a heart like mine and still be loving and still believe in love and still believe, you know that things will get better my entire childhood was abuse was all this craziness and crazy stories and people it just seemed so unreal to happen to one person you know but when you have a volatile life like I did I honestly think that's what paved the way for me to be who I am today. And it's fine. It took me a while to get to where I am. Um, emotionally. And y'all will be along for the ride. Again, I don't want to shed a bad light or anybody to say anything about my aunt. If you know her or see her and you know the story, 
there's no sense of bringing it up. Um, it's in the past now, and I just needed to speak my truth about it. I was very kind and very kind to her in this episode. I did not need to be for the abuse that she endured to me and for everything that she did to me. I I was kind at the end of the day because I know other people wouldn't have been as kind as me. But you know what? I look at it like... I've gained what I gained, which was a wonderful fucking family that love and support me. And it doesn't matter what I go through. They're there. They will always be there. So I'm just glad that, you know, somebody thought I was worth being loved. Nikki has loved me unconditionally for as long as I can remember. And her family, as in her kids, are the same way. Because they're my family. So I might have lost some innocence, but I gained so much more. And I'll leave today with this. Give your kids time to feel as in ask your kids how they're feeling today ask them are you happy are you sad are you mad and if they are let them express that let them have their time let them say hey this makes me upset or, hey, I don't feel good about this. Or, hey, this is that. Because one thing is when I was a child, I wasn't able to even express how I felt. Because I would get ridiculed or abused for speaking my mind. Let them speak their mind. Let them say what they need to say. Even if it upsets you. I'm going to tell you something about kids. They tend to tell the truth straight out. And sometimes if a kid's telling you something, maybe you need to listen. I want to thank you guys for listening to me today. And hopefully, I didn't upset too many people with this, which I thought I was really nice about it. But if not, I'm sorry. And just know that everything that I do and put out there, I want it to be a positive, positive note now. I've had enough negative in my life that I want to spread positivity. Thank you guys and I'll see you next week.